Hello and welcome to the bonus podcast for episode 433 of Conversation Street. And do we have a treat for you this week? Do we, Gemma? We do have a we treat do. for you. Thank We've goodness got for that. Interview with, that Michael did this yes, weekend. With Denise Black. What a lovely, lovely lady she was. It was a real treat to have sit down. Well, I say sit down, I was sitting down. I don't know what she was doing. She might have been hanging from the ceiling as far as I know, but <laughs> whatever it was, we had a lovely phone conversation about her time on Coronation Street. Because she plays Denise she, Osborne, she plays, who is yes. the mother of Daniel Osborne. Who is currently it's having a, desperate need a tough of... time of it, as he has been for the <laughs> past year. He really, really has. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for Denise to come back onto the show at the she moment. She needs to give him because... a pat on the head and go, stop being so creepy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Mind um, you, she wasn't really there for him when he was a child, so... No, she's, she she's not... Back? She's not the best mum on Coronation Street, I have to say, but (laughs) she she has a chance to redeem herself as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, so um, we got in touch, um, you know, over the the summer and um, arranged a time to to meet and chat, and uh, and so we did. So um, without further ado, without any more blabbering, here's my interview with Denise Black. Today I'm joined by Denise Black, who first arrived on the street in 1992 playing hairdresser Denise Osborne and was last seen on the show during a short return stint in 2017. Denise, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Hello, hello. It's nice to be here. Nice to have you. So you first arrived in Corrie nearly 30 years ago when the show itself had just been on air for about 30 years itself. Do you remember what it was like joining an institution like Corrie and stepping onto the set for the first time? I remember absolutely everything. And by the way, I was down the park walking the dog this morning and somebody came over and he said, you were Corrie. Oh, and, really? And I said, it was 30 years ago. So, yes, <laughs> I do remember it regularly. People remind me. Um, so, what was it like? Okay, it was, I was breaking it. Of course I was breaking it. I'm a southern girl. I couldn't, uh, I, I, I was told in the interview that I'd got the job. It was a recall. Now I had to go to Manchester. Hmm. And all they said in the interview was, yes, you know, do a Mancunian. And, uh, you know, I knew she came from Macclesfield. Yeah. She was in Macclesfield at the beginning. And um, I knew very little. There was like six lines about her. Mm. And so, uh, but I, I mean, I was so joyful. I can't tell you. I was on cloud nine for at least six months. I'm sure I made everyone incredibly fed up <laughs> with my happiness. Yeah. But I was that happy <laughs> <laughs> that I'd landed this amazing job. And I remember that I was hauled in by the most amazing wardrobe lady called Pam, who took me shopping and everything. She wanted Denise to be matching handbags and gloves. I've never even conceived of matching hand <laughs> in my private life. And I was sort of going along with all the clothes, touching them all, and and try, you know imagining a million Denises, and we yeah. gravitate towards some. We got an iconic. It was a leather jacket that the early Denise wore, a mm. green that she wore a lot, some scarf stuff, and she got a look together. I didn't have matching shoes and handbags. That we we let that one behind, <laughs> and then we went into stage one, which is where all the actors are. Yeah. And it's all like, it's all, you know, oh, check your face and you check your clothes, meet all the girls and wardrobe and makeup. I'm not even filming yet. Mm. I'm just getting a character together. Yeah. And, of course, I've got to go through the green room. It was a much smaller affair then. And they're, they're all there. I mean, they're all there. But the biggest one, the one that my eyes couldn't really 
take themselves off was uh, uh, Bette Lynch, of course, Julie Goodyear. Yeah. I mean, that's a big eyeful, you know, in full regalia, little skirt dress, leopard skin, I don't know, you know, cigarette holder, the glasses, the bling, the, the, the huge hair and everything. And there she was, and of course she's not filming, she is Julie <laughs> in costume as Bette yeah. in her downtime. And I desperately didn't want to stare. <laughs> and my eyes desperately did so i was dragging my eyes and but at the last minute <laughs> my eyes got the better of me and i turned around staring at her as i walked through the door yeah. and i mistimed it and actually fell out of stage <laughs> one onto the floor so that is what happened it, it knocked me over darling i've seen denise been described as a character in the same vein as elsie tanner did you get an impression that that's sort of the character that they were looking for I was briefed endlessly that this was not a new Elsie Tanner, so I thought, oh, right, it's a new Elsie nah. Tanner. So, um, <laughs> and I studied all Elsie's work. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Pat's Pat, work, yeah. Pat Phoenix. I later have, you know, since I played Pat Phoenix. Yeah. You, um, since you do for love, it's called. It's really, really sweet with Sue Johnson playing the older oh, Pat yeah. and me playing the younger Pat. Anyway, um, uh, I did study her and I studied, I, I went to the archives and I studied her. Uh, when she was young and when Corrie was live mm. and you know just with those um, fixed when you opened a door you saw a screen didn't you with a picture of the street or something yes. uh, it, it, and uh, but it was fast the delivery the banter it was so fast mm. Mm. and uh, so I did study that yes but I wasn't copying her I absolutely assure you I was as much glued to all the other um, great actors and actresses yeah. uh, because what my boss who invented the character Carolyn Reynolds said was that she said look and learn because mm. there were these amazing actors in there and they had been at you know Barbara Knox uh, Selma Barlow so Rita and um, Mavis mm-hmm. um I never actually met Ken Barlow for a very long time my character didn't you know was like in a completely separate part of the street we just didn't really interface as far as i know i did stuff with rich holsworth and oh i mean all sorts yeah all sorts also jacked up with i mean in the dark words <laughs> that's always value for money isn't it i know i remember there was a funny scene towards the beginning when you convinced was it reg and jack to come up to your flat they thought Absolutely. they were going to get lucky that was it that was the comedy siren that they they started denise off as didn't they yeah didn't they catch the blokes bragging or something something like that that they could all land us. So she got together with, I mean, you know, can you imagine? I'm just like the cat that got the milk, the cream, <laughs> not the milk, the cream. I've got, and also, let me tell you about the entry into my flat. So it's only like, I've only been there about two weeks or something. I'm so new. You're mm. still new when you've been there seven years, you're new. Yeah. But two weeks, you're really new, new. And um, they built Denise's uh, upstairs room, the room above her mm. flat, uh, the, the flat above her salon, yeah, where yeah. she was going to entertain Jack Duckworth and Rich Holsworth and I've forgotten the other guy who came up. Um, and um, But they haven't had time to build a staircase. So all the characters, <laughs> they're written as coming up the stairs, but actually were on the floor. Yeah. And they've just got um, a piece of wood, you know, things. It's very thin plywood when you get there, folks, held up by gaffer tape. <laughs> and and um, they've sort of got the banisters. So the actors have to do that thing, you know, that we all do as kids to pretend that we're coming up and down stairs. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's how I met all these great characters. They started, they were hidden behind the piece of plywood. <laughs> they were bending their knees and they did that cartoon thing of straightening the leg a bit more each time to make it look like you're coming upstairs that's to hilarious. come into my room. That's how they all ended. <laughs> I mean, I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. What a great start. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I suppose, do, do you think that um, Denise liked all the attention she was getting from men? Because she certainly didn't enjoy. She, did. she certainly didn't enjoy. Well, she got more than she bargained for when Don Brennan came along, didn't she? With those nuisance but, phone calls. Well, but you see, it all happened very fast because I arrived, and on the day that I arrived, I was discovered. Uh, I mean, pretty much that week, I discovered that I was still married. A second marriage was collapsing mm. with the wonderful John Lloyd Finningham. So all my early scenes with him and that the sorry thing i've only just met you you're fantastic to work with what do yeah. you mean you're going <laughs> and, and then i did loads of stuff with um oh, what was her name debbie uh andrews what was the name of the character that she plays deborah andrews i did oh, loads and she drank pints yeah little short girl with the cro- oh come on debbie come online and tell us what the name of your character was yeah you, you keep talking i'm just gonna do a little bit of googling no, I think we should leave it there and get people to uh, write in. Okay. Like, <laughs> Answers on a postcard. Is it Angie? <laughs> it might be. Was it wasn't Angie Freeman, was it? I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. Let's let's move feel. on. Let's move on. We'll style it out. <laughs> so you had a lot of time with her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a whole load of time before we got to the... So we had the men and we, I had loads of time with that before we got to uh, the Don Brennan story. Mm. Okay, the inside behind the Don Brennan story goes like this. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving it all away now. So, Karen called me up and she said, we're getting quite a lot of curiosity about your hand. Yeah. And I said, that's fine. Um, she said, could we include it in the story, something? And, and I said, yeah, as long as it's not embarrassed absolutely mm. i said it doesn't have to be the truth either do you know what i mean don't yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. To what you, you can use it anyway so she said, okay and I, you know it's just as long as it's not embarrassed yeah so the next thing is this don brennan storyline now how it starts is don brennan comes in now he's got half a leg hasn't he yes and he comes into the salon he tells denise that he feels like half a man mm. and she says referring to her arm well, I've always had this and it's never held me back. Yeah. But because I think people were a bit embarrassed on the floor, they didn't really zoom in on my arm and go, this. <laughs> so nobody really knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Which led to my favourite ever letter, and God bless you if you're the person who wrote me this thank you, who said, I didn't know you had a prosthetic leg. It's a very good match for the other one, and I think you're still really sexy. Brilliant. Oh, that, uh, honestly, that day I was one of the happiest days of my life. Yeah, no, that, so that, then there was all the, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, they closed down, the, they used to in those days, broadcast all over Granada, mm. um, uh, uh, what we were filming. Yeah. But for special scoops, they shut it down mm. and the producer came down on the floor and watched and Carolyn came down and it was the scene that uh, the Brennans where Ivy finds out. Mm. That, was, that was brilliant. I loved it because I was, I was, 
Um, I was watching that recently on ITV3. That must have been on last year or something sometime. And I really did enjoy that story. Because I think I must have missed that out first time because I wasn't... I, uh, I started watching it around the time that you left the first time, actually. I remember Karen, I Karen came down and I said, oh, you're here. And she said, oh, I just love that cat fight. Because <laughs> <laughs> these were great. Uh, there you are. Mm. So Lynn Perry, who played Ivy Brown, I mean, these are great she was a very fine actress she was wonderful wasn't she I learned a lot from working with her yeah 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 she gave me a Christmas tree once (laughs) so um you you talked about Denise being married before which I think a lot of people forget about because the 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 main man in Denise's life that everyone remembers is Ken so how did that come about what how did you feel when you found you were going to get paired up with him three um and in Denise's uh well it came out of um, I, I couldn't really celebrate because it came out of misfortune, Annie Kirkbride's misfortune, because she was found to be ill mm. and needing treatment, and she was in storyline with Bill. So, so Ken and Deirdre had um, been uh, reunited in the story. The reunite, the kiss, and we all applauded. Yeah. Had happened behind the Rovers bar. Are you guys have never seen that because unfortunately that story strand couldn't be continued it was like six months in it's the way they storyline so they need to carry the ken story on but now it's no longer going to be ken and deirdre back together again Mm. but they've got the time within the script what are they going to what's the new story for ken and that is when they just pluck denise as if from the other side of the soap wow and 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 there i was uh, quaking in Deirdre Barlow's shoes, knowing that I, you know, this was a death sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you muck with soap royalty at your peril. You might just as well be talking about the other royalty. Do you know what I mean? You are yeah. not going to get away with it. Well, they're, they're, those you two were the Charles and Di, weren't they? Ken and Deirdre. They absolutely were the Charles and Di. Did and you know where the storyline would end up going, that you'd end up having oh, no, a kind no, of kid? It was, it, we were hurtling into the unknown. Mm. It was written at breakneck speed, you know, that um, suddenly Denise and Ken, there were some early scenes, weren't they? Uh, um, I actually read it. I've seen some of those recently. Denise Big Hair, I like to think. Mm. How she came in with all that hair and attitude. (laughs) I think think she got a bit flattened by the relationship with Ken. It didn't go too well, really, did it? No, it didn't. I mean, when I was watching it, I kind of felt that that she was treating Ken pretty badly. I mean, she she broke up with him when he proposed. He didn't put the name on the birth certificate. She dumped Daniel on him, then whisked him back away again. Did she? Now, it's lucky because my antenna has been down the whole lockdown, so I haven't been able to see any of the vintage stuff. Yeah. And I think I would have loved to have seen it, is the truth. So I'm, mm. I'm, I'm pretending that I'm happy about it. But also, <laughs> one day I'll see it all, won't I? Yeah, yeah. They were great. So, yes, I, I found it. She was, um, oh, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a rule of soap. I don't know whether it's still, but that, if there's a decision to be made, it's incredibly important that your character makes the wrong decision because <laughs> therein lies the drama. True. When you make a right decision, you solve it, so you resolve the conflict. Mm-hmm. And Denise was always in conflict. Yeah, yeah. So, And I, I sometimes wish that there was more room for the funny stuff, mm. especially when I was filming a lot of scenes <laughs> of sobbing and giving birth. Oh, no, you had, well. you, had, cause, uh, you had a miscarriage as well, didn't you? Because Daniel I was supposed a to be a twin. 
And I was so snooty about that. And I, uh, I said, no, but this would never happen to anyone. No, but not to anyone inside yourself. Mm. I, I mean, I took it terribly seriously. I got my albums out, you know, I went all through, remembered having my kids and everything and went and filmed. And it's giddily hard to film something like that and make it palatable for 7.30 slot on telly. <laughs> and it involved quite a lot of um, Bill, who's a giggler, had to go off into the broom cupboard quite regularly and think about tax, which is his way of coping <laughs> with fits of the giggles. Um, I, uh, I I got a letter about that, and um, somebody said thank you so much. Well, no, actually, I got I got a troublesome letter. Yeah. I think it had happened to somebody. Mm. I can't remember. You get you get you get some some letters really trouble you. Mm. And and you find this isn't a story. This actually happens in the real world, and you must always take your work seriously because somebody out there, this is reality, not a yeah. story. Yeah. And you must represent them fairly and honestly. You know, mm. um, she wasn't a tongue-in-cheek character, was she? No, she no. was gritty. I mm. thought she mm. went through everything. And I remember I got one, and and it was a from a lady, and she said, "I can't ever watch Coronation Street again." I think Denise had done something horrible. Yeah to do with children and um she wasn't very good mum was she and, um, no no and uh, um i can't remember what it was about but but i didn't know how to answer and i actually scrambled the letter up and i put it in the bin mm. and then that troubled me even worse and i got it and i uncrumpled it i was doing my fan mail with somebody else who'd helped me and i just said i don't know what to say and i got it out and i wrote and i said thank you so much for writing i'm so sorry that you feel that you can't watch your beloved Coronation Street again. I do hope that you've got people around you who are supporting you through this troublesome time and that you forgive the show in time. And then I got a letter back saying, thank you so much. Um, the clouds lifted. It was so nice to hear from you. And, of course, I'm going to be watching it. Now, you know, stuff like that, that background stuff, that's, that's a pretty heavy that's a, that's a load as well yeah. and one to be born lightly because you're the lucky person who's got the job mm-hmm. so um one of the things that um another thing that you remember for in coronation street is is working at the salon and, and that building's still there now do you ever like look back on it and uh, the fact that it's still going 30 years later and think i started that does it i absolutely feel completely jealous and every time i see the front i say that was my name on there and <laughs> there is a stab of that's my shop yeah and my name should be on <laughs> audrey who did she think she was just swanning in there and taking over <laughs> just because i ran off with my brother-in-law well, honestly i think fiona got it for a bit first as well didn't she because you left you left her wow, in the lurch when you did you the go. split fiona eh so I think there might still be some, you know, unresolved issues with Fiona because Angela Griffin made a cameo in Corrie last year, and uh, I'm wondering, like, if she came back, if you came out, did you? Would you like to work with her again? Do you think there could be a bit more to explore there? Yes, of course there is. Uh, I respect the. Re- I'm, I'm not not in there because I'm not wanting to go there. Mm. It's just the way sometimes the penny rolls and the story unfolds. Yeah. I mean, they brought me in briefly, just jumping a million miles ahead again not so long ago was it 2017 yeah you, you, it was, I was actually i was actually quite pleased with that i thought that played quite credibly hmm. and i really enjoyed that you know you are the woman who abandoned her son and the nation is in love with her son or for better or for worse some like you know like it more or less or whatever but yeah. you know he's a central figure in their hmm. favorite program 
and you're the woman who left him and I thought that played very credibly I always enjoy working with Bill mm. um, but you... it is all so hard you know like I just come out of Emmerdale and there's a lot of feeling that you should not go from one soap to another and I also honour those unwritten rules these are sacred characters they're yeah. not it's not me. Denise mm. Osborne is not Denise Black. Yeah. She's, she's, uh, and how does she age and how does she handle? I mean, why did she not, why did she see her son then and not come back? You know, what is her story? She's not okay, is she? But mm. <laughs> what you just said there about Denise Osborne not being Denise Black did make me what? Did they, did they name the character Denise after you or did, was it just a coincidence? No, they named it after. Ah. I think. She was, when I went up for her, she was going to be a cash girl at the supermarket. Yeah. That's all I knew. Yeah. And then the next thing was, we're thinking of her being a hairdresser with your hand. Would you, and I said, yes, I, I can actually cut hair. So that mm. was never mentioned again. <laughs> and then the next thing was, she was called Denise. That's so funny. <laughs> Did it make it easier or more confusing? Do you know, when you just landed the job from heaven, you don't actually say, do I like the taste of this <laughs> man that you go, thank you, thank you, manna from heaven. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm rolling whichever way you're, you're rolling me, I'm happy. Yeah. I mean, trying to keep up with it. The truth is, the, um, the fear, mm. huge. Yeah. I make light, it was enormous. I, I think that the fear that I felt the first day that I filmed, and somebody told me that there were 16 million people watching, yeah, I think that was the omnibus edition because in those days, ooh, was it two or three a week? I can't remember. I can't remember. That. I think it was probably three by the time you started. I'm not I can't too sure. What the you switch know. Was. No, we went from two to three to four while I was there. Did you? In yeah. my time, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. so two in an omnibus, mm. I think. Anyway, the, I think the omnibus at that time was getting sixteen million. These are huge figures, oh, by yeah, yeah, And and that thought popped into my head just before the, they said action and you can't cope with a thought like that no how, how can you please 16 million people <laughs> you're breaking it you know you're thinking am i going to get away with it trust me that's all you're thinking yeah. will i be able to say this line without falling over are my knees going to buckle am i currently still in character what have they just said i mean honestly all these thoughts they have to go away they have to shut up and you just have to concentrate and you have to just hope that you um, won't fall over until after the take. It was really that frightening, <laughs> genuinely. Yeah. So it's going back to your later. going back to your returns to Coronation Street. I, I always found your journey quite interesting because you, you seem to be you seem to be revisiting the street in ten year intervals ninety seven two thousand and seven two thousand and seventeen. Did you feel like you were coming back to a different place each time, or was it more like you were returning home? No. I, after I left, I still visited. Every time I went through Manchester, I would always visit. So it was. I I still very much took seriously. I think you must be an ambassador for a show like that. Mm. I just don't know. Nobody told me exactly. I, I was trained by, a, there was a guy in press then, now two wonderful ladies who've been doing it all my time. But when I first started, there was a lovely chap called Peter Mayers and he kind of trained me. And it was the old school training mm. of how to talk in press, what to say about yourself, what not, how to handle it, yeah. um, what not to do. In those days, we didn't court publicity. I did what I was told. In fact, I received some money for it in the old days, and hmm. these days you don't. It's publicity. But but I opted to be an ambassador for the show. I felt that that was the right way of, because that I honour the show as much as you do. Yes. 
and it isn't just a job for the period of time that you're on the screen mm. it's given me a career i honor that thank you <laughs> yeah. yeah i was speaking to uh, kevin kennedy earlier this year and he said something very similar actually about how it's still important to be an ambassador to the show even once you you've know left. i've seen kev uh, my daughter now does wardrobe and she was doing <gasps> rock of ages what was it called dandy yeah, yeah that was it and yeah and kev was the and i went to see uh i went to see it and hung out with kev and everything yeah 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 it, he was actually wonderful in it by the way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we're all we're all fun. I mean, um, I've bumped into all sorts of people out here. Amanda Barry, mm. Sherry Houston. Uh, I, I mean, worked with them as well. All sorts of people, and uh, I think it it holds a very special. But also, I feel lucky because of the vintage of when my character was invented, yeah. and I think it's right that she should come back at their convenience, mm. if it serves. If it doesn't, but but you know, who knows what could happen. Yeah, yeah, very true. Can you imagine a little white head an eighty-year-old and she's still she's still mucking up? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it seems that Daniel needs his mum more than ever at the moment. Oh, what What did you think about uh, Robert Mallard? Because because he'd been in the show, I can't remember about six months or so before you came into it, um, and, and I straight away thought he was fantastic at being Ken's son. He a, a bit of a young Ken Barlow, wasn't they? Did Did you enjoy working with him? Do you think he's I loved it. So, so um, when I first went, there was a huge picture of Ken Barlow in his, oh gosh, in the very, very early days. It was a black and white. I mean, what a handsome man Bill was. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and this amazing character, this, this, you know, this incredibly sexually predatory, <laughs> successful <laughs> bachelor teacher. That's <laughs> <laughs> teachers, eh? He's so handsome. And I was his 24th girlfriend, you know, I think. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> and then uh, and then I met Linus, and that was a spit of Bill. And then I saw Rob. Yeah. Now, Rob is not the spit of Bill. And yet there's the essence. Yes. So that when you go to the... Ca- I mean, of course, Robert is a, a different person uh, to his character, Daniel. He's not at all... He's, he's, got a rod of iron you know he's 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 a strong actor mm. to work with i mean the the mood that comes off of him, he he will improvise as well mm. which is almost unheard of on cory mm. there's very little room for that but he was given a lot of scope physical scope so you know like he was allowed to move um instinctively around the set on some of the scenes that we did, or he just did it, you know, like he would be just be in different places. Mm. And usually you rehearse and then that's fixed and now you've got the camera script and it's fixed. But Robert put in some um, looseness, I think, into Daniel, which gave him edge and danger. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I don't know what it was that Bill had all those years ago when he was the young Ken, but if you go back to those early vintage stuff which of course I have I've been back through all of them Mm. and that's how I was trying to by the way build Denise I wanted her to belong in the first like obviously it's a different era Mm. but I wanted to feel like that they were strongly marked strongly demarked character they had very strong opinions or not or you know they in a place within the street and it seemed to me that was the key thing to work out Denise Osborne okay one of the things I had to think about was she must look like she could do Rita or Bette Lynch's hair. Mm-hmm. 
that was a defining so my hair i couldn't be you know scrape back in a ponytail yeah, and yeah. think about it and be this kind of i thought she's got to have big hair so i loved going and doing the scenes with don't forget it wasn't just with rob it was bill and rob yeah um and there was always an electricity between me and bill i don't know what it is we work well together mm. although he's changed very much over the years and i've been lucky I hope they have me back. It depends how long Rob wants to stay, you know. Oh, I hope they keep I him for a long time. I hope he wants to stay for a long time. I think he's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope so too. So so Bill has been in the same role for 60 years now, whereas you've had such a varied career. You've done TV, music, theatre, stage musicals. Uh, as, are you still the sort of actor who's always explored to ke- keen to explore these new roles or do you kind of feel that you might like to settle down into something more long-term now? What? No, oh, you change as you get older, sweetheart. I'm mm. not going to ask how old you are, but I know that you're not as old as me. <laughs> and I would like to um, act all my life. Yeah. Um, I have actually, we're not saying this, but we're filming this uh, um, from the tail end of lockdown, isn't it? It's a weird new normal mm. that we're in. But the fact is we're on a phone. We probably wouldn't be meeting you know, yeah. people don't meet as much anymore and we're socially distanced and everything. And how I feel at the moment is I just came out in a movie. <laughs> at 60, I broke into movies. I've got a really <laughs> good part in a movie, yeah. The Last Tree. And um, even now I'm picking up... I've, I've um, got uh, a really good series that I've got a guest on, Unforgotten, that I'd love to come back, but it um, hasn't come out yet. Mm. In fact, I might be... And might not be announced yet. <laughs> and I've got a, a, a movie that I'm going to do some post on next week. Mm. And I've got a short movie that I'm making in lockdown, you know, one of these Zoom things. And I've got, another, you know, so I am enjoying the variety. But yes, there's a part of me that would just love to, because your energies change. Mm. And I feel that now I could play a character for longer. But that me back then, I didn't feel that I had much choice. I had young children. Mm. Mm. Um, I didn't get to spend that much time with them because I was actually in storyline pretty much for, I mean, it was two, three years. It was ridiculous how much Denise was used. It was amazing. Mm. Amazing roller coaster ride. But there wasn't a lot of time to see the kids. And I, of course, wasn't a local girl. So um, it was quite hard for me. And I have got this, I don't know what it is. When I signed, I signed for 20 months. Mm. And I was happy for six months. You could, I mean, honestly, I was on cloud nine. Mm. When I renewed at 20 months, I had a funny feeling. Oh, I know what I'm doing for the next 12 months. And it was not, it was diminishing returns. And there must be something antsy about me that mm. wanted to dare, I don't know, to, to dare to leave and try it on the outside, even though everybody said it was, you know, <laughs> suicide. <laughs> and there's a level that it is. Yeah. But, but um, I, think you, I, th- I think playing the same character... I did 400 sister acts playing Mother Superior, Sister Act the Musical. Yes, I have. And I thought, and I, I thought, right, okay, when I took the job, I thought, if this doesn't kill me, nothing does. There are various <laughs> jobs. If you could survive soap and do some good acting, if you could do doctors and learn the lines yeah. um, and not look wooden, if you can do um, 400 sister acts, this is how I measure <laughs> whether I'm <laughs> <right or> sober. <laughs> 
and no, no, that being in um, Maggie Smith's shoes as well. Oh yes, absolutely. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, don't think that I didn't. She was on my shoulder as I played her. Of course she was. I could do the same as her. She's a goddess. But, yeah. um, and I'm very different. Mm. I do like my work, and uh, but yeah, I'm not finished with Denise Osborne. As far as I'm concerned, good, good, good. She's a, she's a, she's an unknown quantity. You mm. know. Ideas in envelopes, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I wish you all the best with whatever comes to your way in the future. It's been absolutely lovely speaking to you this afternoon, Denise. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you so much. No Bye. worries. Good luck. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. There we go. Thank you, Denise. Wasn't that lovely? Wasn't she really, really lovely? She, that was a really, really good interview. Well done, Michael. Well done, Denise. She was so nice. She was, and she spoke so passionately about Coronation Street as well, didn't she? She, she had, had so, so many much, good anecdotes had, and really good insights. Yeah, really, really was. And a huge really dollop of respect for the show as well. I know. I really, I really love yeah. it when the when yeah. the characters or the actors leave the show and they still well, act as ambassadors. That's what I like thought. Like she said. It was really good to hear her like describe that as being an ambassador for the show because I think that that's really important it goes to show you how much love um some of the ex ex well she's not really an ex cast member who knows when she could come back I mean it's been three years and it it doesn't feel like Denise's story is over no definitely not especially with with Daniel coming back into the show and and it could quite possibly be there's a lot of potential a massive massive character for many years to come it'd feel weird and it's a bit of an unanswered you know, a corner of his life still. Like, what what happened exactly? And I know she's been a bad mum, but Daniel's obvious. Daniel's annoying, so I can really understand it. <laughs> <laughs> if you were his mum, you'd stay I'd away be, as yeah, well. Yeah, he would be a dumped. <laughs> oh, but yeah, thank you so much, Denise, and um, yes. yeah, best of luck for all your future film projects. And you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Keep our fingers Street, crossed for we? your return, because like you said, there's a lot of unfinished business there between Denise and and Ken. And uh, Daniel. Yes, exactly, exactly. And you got baby Bertie now. She's not seen him since he was born. She hasn't. Her grandson. Yeah, Very I mean, exciting. it makes me wonder about the character. Like, does she know that she's a grandma? I can't yeah. remember whether she's been told. Interesting. She, she wasn't around at all for, you know, Sinead's death. <laughs> Neither was Sinead's mum. You can't fault her for that, <laughs> yeah, she, At least she turned up on the last day. <laughs> yeah, she... I, I think she needs to redeem herself because I'm sure when, when Denise first came into the show at 92, which I've been watching on the ITV3 episodes, she she wasn't a bad sort. She was a bit of a minx. She was a bit of a flighty madam. But, you know, she's she's whenever characters speak about her on the show now, she's she's just spoken... It's a bit of a dark cloud over her, isn't there? And she needs there, to, there really, really is. She needs to get back her reputation. I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, we'll have to see, won't we? Who knows? Anyway, thank you again, uh, Denise. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yes. Um, if you would like to get in touch with the podcast, anybody to... If you want any feedback, anything, really. feedback about Denise, let us know what you think of the show. Um, any ideas for Denise coming back? Yeah. What, what kind of plot would you like to see her in? Taking over Audrey's. Let's find out. What can they do? What? To get in touch with us. Oh, you can email us at conversationstreet at gmail.com. Find us on, com- on podbean, conversationstreet.podbean.com, at Twitter, conversationstreet, Facebook. We're all over the place. All like over the virus. place, so let us know. <laughs> exactly. And, um, and that is it. We'll be back next week for another Conversation Street bonus segment. Who knows what it will be I've on? I've got no idea. I've got no idea. We haven't decided yet, but I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Amazing. See you next time. Bye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. <laughs>